welcome back to season two of the Treasure Time podcast. You're here with me, your host, Sophia Giblin, for this season. It's been a while. We haven't done any Treasure Time podcast episodes since 2020. So it's been about three and a half years since we launched the first season of the podcast. But we're back with season two. And this season is going to take a bit of a different shape to last season. So much has happened since the first season of the podcast. Nicole and I released the podcast during lockdown, that first lockdown in 2020. And we thought we would do some episodes of the podcast to give you some tools and skills and strategies to help cope with what parenting was like during the pandemic. But so much has changed since then. So I wanted to come back with a new season with a bit of a different focus. And let's talk about how life has actually changed and what can we do now we're on the other side of it, to make life better for the next generation of children. I don't know about any of you listening, but I felt like it's taken me a few years to get back on my feet after the pandemic. It was such a stressful time. I found myself not knowing what to do, not knowing what I was doing, not knowing how to do it, and throwing myself into different kind of projects and probably distractions to take away from the fact that it was a really scary and uncertain time. It's taken a few years to get back to an even footing. And I would say that life is not the same as it was before. And I think this is especially true for our children. They were so impacted by what happened during COVID with the closure of schools and online schooling and homeschooling. And it will be exactly the same for parents. So rather than take us back to that place, because you know we don't want to live in that space of uh, the past and what happened, I think it's important that we have some conversations about what we can do moving forward. How can we get back into a place of real connection, real play, real flow after such a difficult experience? One of the things that I've really been noticing for myself since the pandemic was this increased use of screen time. I don't know if any of you feel this, but I felt like over the pandemic, I developed a bit of an addiction to my phone. And I don't know if that was because we had so many days sat inside with not much to do, that it was a really easy numbing out distraction. But actually, it formed a bit of a bad habit. And it's taken me a little while to realize that my phone use was having a detrimental impact on my health. And that includes things like social media and just aimless, mindless scrolling to not be in the present moment with myself. And I really had to take a hard look at what does this mean for me and what can I do to change this? And I was thinking to myself, well, if my phone use went up during the pandemic, then surely other people's did. And also children. And I started reading an article about children's use of screen time over the pandemic, which showed an increase not just in recreational screen time, but also obviously educational screen time because of online learning. That increase in use of screen time has continued after the pandemic as well. And I find this to be really concerning. This isn't a podcast episode about screen time, but I want you to understand my thinking and where I was coming from. I've been mulling over for a while, okay, what does this mean for us if we are going back to screens all the time for zoning out, for distraction, to keep happy, to keep quiet? What's this actually doing to us as a society, as individuals, as families, in relationships? What is it doing to us and what negative impact can it be having? So I really started to examine my own relationship, not just with my phone, but with what was going on for me in my body. What is it that I am trying to escape? Because that is what's happening when I'm going into my phone. 
I'm trying to escape from difficult feelings that are happening in the here and now. And that numbing out is having a real impact on my working memory, my attention span, and how I feel about myself. And if this is happening to me as an adult, imagine what must be happening to children as their brains are still forming. So then I started to think about the role of play, my favourite thing, and the role that play has in my life. And I think I found that over the pandemic, and since the pandemic, I got less playful. And I can't help but think that that is a direct correlation to my increased use of screen time. And also the fact that we were disconnected from each other. And I always pride myself on being super playful. I always have. When I was a kid, I was playing all the time. From the moment I got home from school, I was playing until I went to bed. At the weekends, we were up, we were outside, we were playing all the time. And we didn't have the distractions that we have nowadays for tuning out. So when we experienced a bad feeling, we had to be with it. Hopefully, you know, we had parents and caregivers that were able to be with us and regulate those those feelings with us. But what I see now for myself is that if I'm having a difficult feeling in the moment and I'm numbing out with my phone, that that is probably the strategy that kids are using and that parents are using as well. And actually, we're not getting to the root of regulation in the nervous system and being with each other and helping to soothe. I've been on a bit of a philosophical route with this, thinking about the role of treasure time and parent-child play, how it needs to be brought back into the and how we can use more of it to bring in those things that make us human, that connection, that laughter, that positivity, that joy, that flow state. These are all things that we lose when we numb out through screen time. And studies show that children are playing less than ever. And due to that pandemic lockdown where children were restricted around where they could go and who they could play with and how they could mix with children, I can't help but think that there are going to be some really devastating knock-on effects for children who maybe missed out on those opportunities to play during that developmental window when they really needed it the most. So really, I think that treasure time, bringing traditional play back into the home, is more important than ever. And this podcast is here to help you bring play back into your life and back into your child and give you some hints and tips along the way of how you can be more playful in your day-to-day life. But rather than kick off with a podcast about how you can help manage your child's behavior or what you can do for your child, I thought we should do an episode about what we can do for us as adults, as grown-ups that have so much influence in the lives of children and the little ones that we know, that we love, that we work with, that we raise. And the reason being, because it all starts with us. We are the role models for children. We are the ones that they look to, to see how you respond in certain situations. They're watching us all the time to see how we deal with things, to see how we respond to things, to see how we're connected to ourselves, to see how we talk to ourselves, to see how we talk to other people, to see what we do when we feel sad, to see what we do when we feel happy. And they're watching us all the time. And so we have a responsibility to be the best role models that we can be to our children. So I wanted to start with an episode on how you use play in your day-to-day life as a grown-up. So even though I felt like I lost some of my playfulness during the pandemic, I look around myself now and I see how I've managed to bring it back into my life in a really impactful way that brings me joy every single day. So I look around my living room right now. I've got a giant 2000 piece puzzle on the floor. I've got a skateboard sat outside. 
I've got a spike ball net in my cupboard. I've got a Nintendo Switch on the bookshelf. I've got a crossword puzzle next to my bed. And I've got a bunch of post-it notes up on the wall with ideas. Now, these are just some of the ways that I've brought playfulness back into my life. And I realized that I absolutely love it. I need it every day to make me feel calm, centered, grounded, and to remind me of who I am. Because inside, I'm still little Sophia. I'm still a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old. All those versions of me still live inside me. And they all have needs. They all want to be seen. They all want to be nurtured. They all want to be allowed to come out to play. But as we get older, we so often suppress those child parts of ourselves, especially if those parts of ourselves were not accepted by our parents or our caregivers. So you might find that you're in a position where you don't know how to let your inner child out to play, or you don't know how to create play opportunities for yourself to access play in your everyday life. So this podcast episode is dedicated to helping you work out what your values are around play. Because when you create your own play value and you create some standards for yourself about how you want to see play in your everyday life and you start to live it, you are going to be the best playful role model for your children. And this is going to give them the inspiration, the permission that they need and that they want to go out and be their best playful selves as well. And we know that for children, play is their work. It's the way that they learn. It's the way they connect. It's the way they express. It's the way they process their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. So really, we owe it to them to be playful versions of ourselves so that they know that it's okay to also be playful versions of themselves now as children, but also going on into the future as they grow up to become playful adults. And the more playful they are as adults, the more risks they're going to take, the more creativity that they will have access to, the more imagination that they will have. And these things build great grown-up brains. Being playful builds great grown-up brains because we want children's brains to develop in a way that they can develop critical thinking and imaginative thinking and problem solving. And really, it all starts with us, how we can facilitate this home. And yes, children get opportunities to play at school, but I think it is really important that we're looking at what play opportunities are we providing at home, outside of school, extracurricular activities, scheduled things that might be going on. We need to be looking at downtime. How can we have downtime, playful connecting downtime with our children and with ourselves so that we can all be the best, healthiest, happiest version of ourselves? So... If you want to create some play standards for yourself, here's a little exercise you can do. And I did earlier today for myself. And I'm going to read through to you what the play standards are that I set out for myself. And hopefully it'll give you a bit of inspiration for how you can do this too. So the reason why you want to have some standards around play in your life, in your family life, is because those standards protect your right and your children's right to play. The children's right to play is actually protected under the UN. It's a human right for children. But we also have a right to play as adults. So these play standards are going to give you the impetus to build in play into your everyday life so we can be those playful role models for our children. And if you're feeling dissatisfied with the level of fun and play in your life, it's likely that your children might be feeling that dissatisfaction as well. So you increasing your levels of play and fun should have a knock-on impact on your children's levels of play and fun and laughter and joy and happiness. 
and all those good things. So what you're going to do is grab a piece of paper and the first thing you're going to do is write down what are the things that you value about play? What are the words that come to mind when you think of play for yourself? What are the things that you value in play? So for me, I had fun, engaging, creative, flow, laughter, friends, trying new things, being silly, connecting with others, beginner's mindset, getting better at something, being present, and letting my inner child play. So those are all the things that I value about play. And then the next thing you're going to do is take that big list of words that you've just written down, and then you get to write yourself some standards around how you want that to show up in your life. So for example, I'm going to read you mine, and hopefully this gives you a bit of inspiration. So the first thing I wrote down was fun. And my standard for fun is that I get to have fun every single day in whatever way that I choose. In fact, you could even set yourself an alarm on your phone that's called your fun alarm. and set it for once a day and put a little reminder on the alarm that says, go have fun. Spend five minutes having fun. This is your permission to have fun every single day and your reminder that you get to do it. Even though you're an adult with lots of grown-up responsibilities, you get to have fun every single day. So the second thing I wrote was engaging. And the standard that I wrote for this is that I get to play in ways that engage all my senses. If I want to engage with my sense of touch, I might go to the beach and pick up shells so I can feel the sand on my feet. Or I might choose to play with clay or Play-Doh for that squishing feeling between your fingers. Or you could play with your sight. You've got art, you've got puzzles, you've got crosswords, things that engage your brain a little bit more. And then you've got your senses of movement and proprioception, so how your body moves in space. So that could be skipping, jumping, running, skateboarding, whatever it might be. Play doesn't have to look one certain way. It can engage all of your senses and you can choose how you want to do it. The third value was creative. And the standard here is that I engage in something creative every day something that engages my imagination. And that doesn't have to be, you know, I'm painting a giant masterpiece on the wall. Creativity is a way of thinking. Creativity is a way of being. Sometimes I like to be creative in the way that I do my work. And that can be enough creativity for me because it feels like play. And the definition of play is that there is no set objective or outcome. Now with a piece of work, there probably is a set objective. There's something you're trying to achieve. But the way that you get there can be creative, that can be flow, that can be fun. If there are no rules about how you need to get to that place, then that's where creativity can come in. One of the other words I wrote down was flow. And my standard around flow was that I get to choose activities where I can be off my phone and completely engaged in a state of flow. And flow, the flow state is where it feels like it's moving through you. You're not having to engage your brain to partake in the flow. It is moving through you. It is just happening through. And a good example of this for me is like knitting, something like knitting. I can sit and knit and I'm in, I'm in flow because I'm working towards something, but actually the actions are pretty repetitive, but I'm not in my mind. I'm not having to think too much about doing it. One of the other values that I have for play is laughter. And my standard for laughter is that I get to watch funny films. I get to go to stand-up. I get to laugh at jokes that I find funny, even if other people don't find them funny. I get to tell jokes. 
And I get to speak to friends and people who I find funny because there is a standard there for me that I want to be in relationships with people who can make me laugh friendships who can make me laugh and who I make laugh because as they say laughter is the best medicine laughter is connecting force there's that old study that says that the average adult laughs 17 times a day while a child laughs 300 times a day isn't that staggering that's an amazing difference so when you can bring more laughter into your life it improves your mood it improves your immune system it gives it a whole body physical response Laughter helps us feel more positive and optimistic, more hopeful, more engaged, more connected to others. So setting a standard for laughter will make sure that you seek it out and engage with the world in ways that feel more playful. One of the other values I wrote down for play was friends. And the standard that I make for friends is that I choose to spend time with people who allow for fun and laughter and light conversation that it's not all doom and gloom all the time because I need that positive light outlook on life. That's not to say that I can't do difficult conversations, but it needs to be balanced out with lightness. And that the standard for friendship is that we're connecting in a physical way, in physical space and time, in a way that feels playful and wholesome as well, not in the standard, let's go out for a drink, numb out and talk rubbish for hours on end. More in the moment, playful, present, flowing, fun, light conversation and or play. Maybe even over a game of cards or getting together to go and practice skateboarding or playing volleyball on the beach or whatever it might be. One of the other values that I had was trying new things. I think this one is really important. As adults, we don't get to try that many new things and we're so used to being really good at the things that we have practiced over and over. But sometimes trying new things can feel difficult, like a hurdle you have to get over. But if we reframe that into a play standard of, I get to try new things that I always wanted to do as a kid, but I never had the chance or the resources to do, then it gives you the opportunity to let your inner child out to play and to be a beginner, be in a beginner's mindset, to try things and to fail and to build resilience in the same way that a child does. Children do it much more naturally than we do as adults. This makes us playful and this makes us relatable to our kids and it shows them that even as adults we can try and fail and get good at things and practice and fall over and we do all the same things that children do that we're not great at everything all the time and even though trying new things can be quite scary it's good to push ourselves out of our comfort zone because you never know what will come from that. We can get so used to doing things the same way over and over again that we never try anything new. So I get to try new things that I wanted to do as a kid but never had the chance or resources to do. Yeah, well, now you're an adult. You get to do whatever you want. One of the other values that I had for play was connecting and the standard being I get to connect with others in physical presence of play through eye contact, through laughter, through winning, through losing, whatever it might be, through strategizing. We get to connect. We get to build a relationship. And you can do this with other adults, but you can also obviously do this with your children as well. But if you want to start being a more playful adult, I suggest that you also find other playful adults that you can hang around with, be in conversation with and connect with because it will really boost your mood and it will boost your playfulness. And the last one that I'll leave you with was around your inner child. So like I mentioned, we all have our inner child. They live within us. And I can guarantee there's things that your inner child wants that you you may or may not be aware of. 
But if your inner child really loved to play in a certain way when you were growing up and you haven't engaged in that kind of play since you were a child, I can pretty much guarantee that you would get benefit out of engaging in that type of play again. Because so often when we get disconnected from what we like and who we are, it's because we've disconnected from those child parts of ourselves. So the standard here for my inner child is that she gets to feel safe and seen and heard and not shut down. She gets to come out and she gets to play. And that's okay. She's safe here with me. She's not judged, even though she might be, we might now be 37 years old and still riding around on a skateboard. And that's okay. Because being a playful adult is really, really important. So I love to pose a question to you. What are your standards around play? What did you take away from this conversation? Did you have any thoughts about how you could raise your play standards and bring some play standards into your life and into your family home? Because when you have your own play standards, then you can hold up some play standards for your kids as well and protect their right to play and preserve their right to play and encourage their play away from screens, away from phones, away from Nintendo Switch, away from Xbox, away from TV, whatever that might be. Because actually we're living in an increasingly disconnected world and technology is not bringing us closer together, even though it would suggest that that is exactly what it is doing. It's connecting us to absolutely almost everybody in the world. Actually in physical presence, it disconnects us. So if you imagine sitting in the front room where everybody is on a device, you're all physically together, but not actually connected. And I'd just love to leave you with that thought about how can you encourage more physical play through setting some play standards for yourself and for your, and for your family so that you can all live a happier, healthier, less stressful life that feels more fun and enjoyable. I'd love to hear from you if you took anything away from this podcast episode. You can actually email me at hello at treasuretime.co.uk and tell me what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear your what your play standards are. And as always, Treasure Time is there for you to bring more play into your relationship with your child so that you can build a stronger, more solid connection for the foundations of good mental health for your child or for your children. And just go to treasuretime.co.uk to find out more. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And... I look forward to seeing you next time. And that's it for today's podcast. If you're a parent looking to create stronger connections and nurture your child's well-being, I've got something special for you. I want to introduce you to Treasure Time, an innovative digital play course designed to teach emotional development through child-led play, my favorite thing. Imagine strengthening your relationship with your child, reducing stress, and fostering a happy, healthy family dynamic all through the magic of play. Treasure Time offers bite-sized, fun instructional videos, engaging play dates, and evidence-based techniques to improve communication with your child. By taking part in Treasure Time, you'll get six play dates to build that strong relationship with your child. You'll not only become a black belt play ninja, but you'll also gain valuable skills to enhance your child's emotional literacy and your own confidence in setting boundaries, being playful, and finding new ways to communicate with your child. Having a strong relationship with your child has so many positive effects, including reducing power struggles, fewer challenges in getting your child to listen to you or to cooperate with what you want, fewer emotional outbursts, and when they do happen, you have more skills to help regulate yourself and your child, 
And the best benefit of all is a stronger, deeper connection with your child that will last throughout their lifetime. It's a transformative journey that lots of parents have already experienced. So if you're ready to embark on this exciting adventure with Treasure Time, just head over to the website today, treasuretime.co.uk. Use the code podcast for an extra 10% off the price and you'll get access to the full course today. It's a small investment for a lifetime of benefits. It's your guide to raising an emotionally intelligent child and it's just one click away. Remember, this is not just about play, it's about creating lasting connections and helping your child to grow up happy. Visit treasuretime.co.uk and start your playful journey today. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep playing, keep connecting and keep making those precious moments count. If you enjoyed this episode of the Treasure Time podcast, please head over to Apple or Spotify and leave us a five-star review and a comment so that we can reach more parents who are interested in learning about the power of play. See you next time.